Welcome back to BeYoungMinistry.com, to another blog, and to another podcast. Let me encourage those who access the podcast through Rumble and or YouTube to click the like button or whatever way you can get it out there so that more, more people can access it. Today we continue in our study of Romans chapter 1. We're in verses 19 through 21, which reads, Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. That's Romans chapter 1, verses 19 through 21. Today we continue our study of Romans chapter 1, where we are given the process that unbelieving man has gone through that has resulted in his rejection of God and his culture. This process is ultimately steeped in the pride of man, thinking he can make life on his own. This comes as no surprise, since the very sin that inaugurated sin is pride. In verses 19 and 20 of today's passage, we read, Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. God cannot be blamed for the demise of man because God made himself known to man through creation. Although God is invisible, he is knowable. God has given man visible proof of his existence through creation. In addition, he has given us a conscience to know in our hearts that he exists. And so we are without excuse. The argument that Paul uses in this portion is known as the teleological argument, which is the argument of God's existence from the design in creation. Water, for example, is lifted against gravity thousands of feet into the air, suspended until it is carried inland where the rain falls. This is the process through which God waters our plants and our crops and gives us drinkable water. No earthly agency can lift water like God does. God equipped the sun through the process of evaporation to do this incredible thing. And think of it, the sun is perfectly placed 93 million miles away from Earth, suspended in the air. (laughs) All of that design 
screams God's existence. Those who say there is no God attribute all of this design to time plus chance plus nothing. It takes far more faith to believe in that postulate rather than the God of creation. The very essence of the one who created us all is absolutely everywhere in creation. All men have experienced God, his wisdom, his power, and his goodness in every moment of their existence. And man has largely rejected God. When we observe creation, we understand that this world was custom-made. We see it. We see it in our own bodies. We're all custom-made. Not, not even a, a twin owns the same genetic code that the sibling has. Creation was designed. And since it has been designed, it must therefore have a designer. Through the art that we find all around us in mountains and trees and skies and stars and birds, <laughs> we know that there is an artist behind it all. The word plain in verse 19 means evident or apparent. In fact, the atheist must turn off his reason in order to believe there is no God behind all of creation. The further out into our galaxy and beyond that we go, the more the atheist expects to find chaos. But it never happens that way because the God of the Bible created it all with design. God would never send someone to hell who didn't have an opportunity to know him. All men, through conscience and creation, know there's a God. The God of the Bible is a God of justice, truth, and equity. And we can trust him. In verse 21 of today's passage, we read, For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Man in his heart knows there is a God. Creation manifests the existence of God. The word used here translated new means intimate understanding. It is intimate because God has placed eternity in our hearts. We call this our conscience. And between our conscience and his creation, there is no mistaking. There's a designer behind all of the design. The natural order of things is revealed in verse 21. After we acknowledge God exists, it is natural for us to glorify him. To glorify God means to be defined by him or to agree with his definition of all things and choosing to live accordingly. That brings glory to God. But the man who turns off his logical capabilities does not acknowledge God 
and therefore does not glorify his existence. This is the heart and soul of the fallenness of man, that he refuses to glorify God. God could have just obliterated man after we rebelled against him, but he didn't. God desired to reach out to man by revealing to man his glory. And God didn't stop at creation. He sent his son who was full of the glory of God. In sending his son, God revealed himself more intimately to the willing. Interestingly, all of the created world, other than man, naturally glorifies God. In the Old Testament, we read, The heavens declare the glory of God. Creation does not argue with God on this issue. There's never been a revolt among the stars of the sky. No, they day in and day out glorify God by existing according to the purpose for which he made them. The animals glorify God as well. They live and behave in the way that God created them to. Only fallen man chooses not to operate according to his God-given specifications. When man turns off the revelation of God through his conscience and creation, gratitude for his maker makes no sense to him at that point. Rebellious and unbelieving man does not ascribe everything he possesses to the God who gave it to him in the first place. When man arrives upon his rejection of God, pretty soon he has no one to think. Then it becomes illogical for man to be thankful. The final words, verse 21, are, But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Man's failure is not that he fails to recognize God but that he refuses to glorify God. Oh, he recognizes God, but he chooses not to glorify him. Instead of glorifying God and being made grateful to him, their thinking became futile. This means their ability to make sense out of life becomes empty and senseless. When we reject God, we end up with an empty mind. Man's empty thoughts lead him to uselessness, pointlessness, purposeless thinking. They go from truth to emptiness. According to the Bible, the heart is the source of emotion, intellect, and volition. We think, we feel, we behave with our hearts. The foolish heart has been darkened or separated from its true source. This means that a heart that has been darkened feels, thinks, and acts as though God does not exist. And when we choose not to serve the true God, we will end up serving a false one, usually one made after our own image, by the way. The rejection of the God of the Bible is the height of foolishness and arrogance and results ultimately in the worship of self. This is what darkens our hearts. And that is 
very important because faith, real faith, is the ability to see with our hearts. My friends, I trust this blog and this podcast are helpful to you in your walk with the Lord. If I can be of further assistance to you, shoot me an email at beyoungministry at gmail.com. Hey, have a great day.